Hi, and welcome to the Pride Road Architects podcast. I'm Lisa, Lisa Rains, and each episode I'll talk to people who interest me in the world of architecture and business. So join me and fellow lions and lionesses as we explore architecture in the den. So, hi everyone. This is um, a slight departure from my normal podcasts um, as I want to start investigating um, the issue of climate change on domestic projects. And um, I have off the cuff, completely off the cuff, taken Sandy completely by surprise. Um, I'm invited. Sandy, our franchisee down in um, um, South Warwickshire. Thank you, South <laughs> Warwick, Leamington. <laughs> to discuss this. So, um, this is all new ground to Sandy in terms of being recorded, but not new ground in terms of the topic. So, um, just a reminder, I'm Lisa Raines, architect and founder of Pride Road, the architectural practice franchise. So um, I would like to welcome Sandy Hickey. Um, uh, and Sandy, first of all, would you just like to introduce yourself? Just a couple of uh, lines would be perfect. Uh, well, I'm a fully qualified architect. I've been an architect for quite a while now. Um, I've always been interested in residential design and I've always been interested in keeping warm so, uh, <laughs> and not spending too much money on doing it. But basically, it's it's about comfort. Brilliant. Uh, and about health now because there's yeah. our heat wave. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Sandy joined the franchise last year and I, she had a, um, an agenda about um, eco-awareness. Um, eco um, in fact, Sandy, you have self, you self, self-built, you designed a house for your parents um, and I'm just going to pull it up on screen oh. so um if this is a podcast uh, you'll find it on our youtube video or if uh you can go onto our website prideroad.co.uk and look for earth sheltered house in the cotswolds and you will find it so this is sandy's uh project so do you want to just describe it sandy so it's the garden with some windows at the front of it. Yeah, this is a um, south-facing slope in the Cotswolds. Uh, mm. a, a slightly strange angle, or rather we built we built this house due south. Um, so the idea is to catch sunlight. So you can see clear story windows. There's um, You can see the entrance court with a car sitting there. Uh, and the entrance door is at the end of that little curve spaces and if you peer in through those curved windows you'll see it goes back into a lovely lounge area a little snug at the back um, and then there is a, a kitchen to the right side and that looks out into a second um, entry, um, second garden court we call it uh, which you can see some 
um, sliding, folding windows, yeah. um, which is there's a swimming pool behind there. So, um, yeah, my father went like, oh, we just need a small retirement cottage. And then we bought the site and he went, oh, I need to keep fit and I can't go to, uh, to public places because of my immune system, because of my illness. I need a swimming pool in there. So, <laughs> so that was a bit, bit interesting trying to hone that because I did try to sidetrack him and go, oh, dad, but two two bedroom house with a cottage with a with a swimming pool that's just going to be silly you know that just doesn't make sense and he went you're absolutely right we need four bedrooms <laughs> and I went oh my god how am I going to fit those in as well but so uh, as you can see we we did manage to do that um mm. so where the lovely little trampoline is uh on the top there x marks the spot or rather it's a bit like a heliport um that is just if you dug down there you'd miss the house you sort of um, just on the back of the house uh really so the flat flat piece gives a lovely um garden yeah let's see what pictures we have yeah, um, yeah so that's a bit of a oh, that's one of my earlier sketches of how, how it might look Ooh. so yeah and yeah so that's the bottom of the stairs looking up to where that little sketch it has it has changed a little bit but uh, yeah and then this is on the, the ground floor you go in where the uh, where the car was parked so as I said there's a living room to the left of us you can see um, the the dining area and then to the right is the kitchen and you can't quite see but if you walked around and looked at the kitchen there'd be a big window there with a big roof light above it as well it's all one sort of one structure so it's like a, a slice and then that's looking back towards the um entrance court so my dad never liked to shut there's a there's a double garage there tucked in yeah between the lane and the house but he uh he always loved to keep the the door open so he could just see all the crap in there oh sorry i've just remembered this podcast it's important things <laughs> Yeah, well, we just um, we're in the summer of 2022 and we've just had a heat wave. I can imagine this being nice and cool. Yeah. So we also have, I don't know, there's probably no pictures there, but um, with the roof lights have shutters that go down and close on them so that oh, if it gets too hot, really, it, keep, it keeps the heat in in the winter and it can yeah. keep the heat out in the summer. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, fitted on the on the slope of the landscape no, no like um horizontally uh they it felt it's like a door if you imagine a door yeah you put your door flat on the ground yes it, it, it's in the the ceiling yeah oh my goodness. So the big opening of the roof light above is closed yeah. off and you just see um i mean it's not an invisible ceiling because uh when I started saying to my father, oh, we should do that. He said, oh, well, we'll worry about that when we've got it plastered out and the builders have yeah. gone and I'll build something. Yeah. So um, my father's uh, second name is Heath and his third name is Robinson. <laughs> I mean, is that something we could develop up for our clients? Because in terms of... Well, interesting ideas about how you, you um, yeah, close things. In fact, I was, I was talking to... Um, lady in Leamington who owns a blind shop the other day and uh, she was asking me a what, a what shop blinds does blinds yeah. and um, yeah um kinds of different things and uh yeah she was saying how 
she, problem she has where clients haven't thought about where to put mm. their blinds to shut things down and it's so important now to do have shading yes uh, yeah. yeah that's you, definitely something that we could yeah and you don't build the thing and then go where am I going to put my blinds mm. you have to build you have to think about it if you want uh, everyone loves to have these lovely big open spaces and huge yeah. windows and we all want it to look all glorious but if you want a blind, you need a blind very often or something. And if you need it to be hidden away, you've got to put that structure in. Yes. So the fly decided it wants to drink my drink. Maybe that's definitely something we... I mean, one of the great things of being part of a franchise is that we just share knowledge between us. So if mm. someone's got an expertise, Sandy Hickey, then we can all... Uh, use your expertise on how to influence kind of detailed design so yeah I'll chat with you on the next mm. so you can see um with this section it's yes, not that dissimilar but the roof lights there are my little pointy hats but then but I did them as sort of mono pictures so they look like a cold frame yeah a traditional old cold frame and the beauty are oh, the lead work on them the the bloke that did the lead work has done spires and all kinds of beautiful things in uh, Oxford mm. and the colleges uh, it's a work of art they are yeah. I think we're back to the beginning but there's a nice fly through we did um, a video no you've you, you've had um, some drone footage yeah I, had a friend, I have a friend who has a drone and I went oh Ooh. let's go and play oh you'll be excited to know actually you probably won't but um, I've just got some music I've just um, downloaded some music. Oh, glad to. Yeah. Will it be? Dun, da, 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 dun, da, da, um, <laughs> no, it's um, it's a it's a funky one. I I got it from Shutterstock. I've got. I'm talking to. I'm working with some podcast uh, experts, and so I'm creating a uh, an intro and an outro which hopefully will appear at the front and end of this uh-huh. um okay so tell me about the renewables and energy um saving things that you put in this um first of all when did you design it um, oh well this was a project for my parents mm. of the ah oh, when you start off in architecture things so yeah. actually they actually started looking at, when did they buy the site? 1997 or something, might have been mm -hmm. even earlier than that. So I did the designs for it um, while I was still working for my daughter. Right, okay. And then we were building it, uh, I was finishing doing design work, the detailed stuff and that while my parents were babysitting my little okay. baby. Uh, and now my little baby is 22 and has just graduated from university. So, so, so it was still being designed when she was a baby, so 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then we had a, my father thought he would build it. Yeah. And I went, mm, that's not going to happen because when we, we had to dig the site out and mm. at the back of the site, there's there was a, like a seven metre diff, height difference between the land and mm the bottom and go like you have to have proper structural engineers dad you can't do that with a wheelbarrow yeah. he's very much a hands-on do-it-yourself kind of person so this project was to keep him give him an interest and a yeah. focus to away from his illness 
So, so he was. So when we bought the site in 1997. When so, yeah. was we were so we had lovely builders they weren't they weren't house builders they did do house building a bit but they were um civil and civil contractors oh, okay. yeah so i used to work for british waterways mm. uh and although i didn't do civil stuff we were doing architecturally related stuff of course we had contacts mm. so uh i used a contractor who'd done you know like locks and they were very good with reinforced concrete, um, mm. just what we needed. So they had their own shuttering. So we went, originally I designed it in sort of block yeah. and concrete, yeah. and some floors and that. But they went, no, we've got our shuttering. We're going to do the whole thing. There's yeah. plenty of thermal mass in there. And it's surrounded by um, earth. It's surrounded by dry earth because we have oh, what they call an insulating um umbrella over the top yeah so literally we built and we waterproofed the structure yes then we put um how would i describe it i always describe it as um cheesecake base it looks just like that it's ground up ground up rock basically and it is you wouldn't want to eat it but it looks exactly like cheesecake biscuits broken up with that fine that fine yeah yeah uh -huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't taste nice because I actually did. I in the end, you know, when you go like it's, it looks like biscuit. <laughs> I've got to. <laughs> well, it's not biscuit. <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you pregnant at this point and craving something? I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes no. craving for coal or something. I had this thought so many times. Like <laughs> I went, oh, something. You know, you've got to go. Let's just get it over with. Right, now, now I've <laughs> it's, it's like when you try and lick a battery. <laughs> oh, yeah, to see whether it's been... Oh, yeah, I can feel that. We've all done it. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. So cheesecake base, ground Yeah, all around, all around it and over the top and then sort of waterproof, like an umbrella made out of... Um, it's like when you do a, um, uh, a roof, principle of a slate or slate roof, tile roof, you overlap stuff. Yes. So that water sheds. Yeah. So we had basically very heavy, heavy duty plastic, and yeah. large things and laid over that. And we also had insulation. Yeah. So we had a layer of the plastic. Okay. Then we had a layer of the insulation. Okay. And then we had a la another layer of the plastic, another of insulation, another layer of the plastic. Right. Um, and th and they built that over the top and mm -hmm. out the sides. So it was an idea that was um, uh, Rocky Mountain Institute had come up with. And my dad went like, oh, I found this. This will be really good. And he went like, oh, no, we won't need any insulation underneath. It'll work. And I'm going like, we're going to put, we put underfloor heating in it. Yeah. Uh, and you can't put underfloor heating, Dad. I cannot, I cannot bear the thought of heating, <laughs> heating the ground. We need to put insulation to just, you know, when you turn it on, it heats up. Yeah. Um, so we had the insulation on the floor, good yeah. amount of that. Yeah. And then insulation over on the earth shelter bits. But where you see, there are obviously outside walls, which are um, beautifully um, covered with, um, Cotswold stone, or there's some timber cladding, obviously. So, above 
those. So, so, so that's got yeah. lots of insulation. That's got a cavity. That's got yeah. 150 mil wide cavity to make sure that we're not losing heat out of that. Amazing. Um, yeah. And of course, it's uh, so air tightness is a big thing. Yes. Uh, and when you build with reinforced concrete, yeah. it is airtight. When you build, if you walk into a normal house with cavity walls and you when you knock on them they feel hollow because they've stuck plasterboard up mm. it's it's not airtight none of that is airtight a, a block wall a brick wall built you mm. can push air through that there's mm. lots of teeny tiny tiny little roots through it yeah so, um but yeah and the project mil or more of concrete is this is a new build from scratch mm. so yeah we now well as architects pride road we look at uh, extensions so um i mean my, my theory behind the kind of sustainability element to what we do is that we are making old buildings fit for purpose um but we need to start uh -huh. thinking about how we address environmental issues and um other elements which i'm going to go on yeah, to. Yeah. Well, so, um, just, do, i'm just mindful of time mm -hmm. uh, we've got about five more minutes and um, what other renewables did you put in so it was in a village that no gas yeah. so got a um, ground source heat pump to it oh so okay heat pump looks like just a very you know, it looks a bit like a very large american fridge actually mm. um um, but that has a water, some um, hot water cylinder in it, as you would have in your airing cupboard. Yeah. Uh, to store a certain amount of heat, because um, yeah, and then the swimming pool, everything is run from that. The swimming pool is run from that. And how the house actually works, in reality, is that at night we have cheap electricity. Yes. So at night the heat pump runs, and it heats the pool. Yeah. Then in the daytime it's turned off. Yeah. So the heat is in the pool. Yeah. And the pool slowly, I mean it's well insulated, but it kind of helps to heat heat the house. Yeah. We found I had a tenant in there and she went and uh, she said, Oh, I'm not using the pool. Um, I I want to save on money, you know, can I turn it off? And they've gone like, mm, it's all meant to be designed to sort of all work together, but I hadn't. It was, you know, for her, it wasn't a great decision. But for me, it was brilliant because we got to test. She turned the pool off. Mm -hmm. The heating bills went up because suddenly that heat wasn't in there at night. Oh, that's so, interesting. So, the, so it was like going like, oh, I need heat in the underfloor heating. Um, oh, I don't care what time it is, you know, so it's with the expense of electricity. night. Have you done any other projects, including heat pumps since? Um, done an air source heat pump source. Uh, in a small cottage. Air source. Yeah. Because you have to think about where you site them. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. I think this is the start of a series yeah. of conversations. So I think we yeah. would have another this is part one <laughs> yeah so, okay. yeah we can talk about extensions and how yeah yeah wet your appetite how you add an extension and reduce your heating bills mm -hmm. hopefully yeah
Um, so I'm going to say for now, thank you very much, Sandy, and please join us next time as we launch into part two. Uh-huh. And we'll see which way the com- that conversation Thank you for joining me, Lisa Rains, for Architecture in the Dam. If you want to find out about franchising, check out our website, prideroadfranchise.co.uk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe and leave a review. And do get in touch through your favourite platform if you'd like to be a guest.